Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, or head on over to America Out Loud, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. And as I always say, we face the same censorship as a lot of you do over at AmericaOutloud.com. So if you get on and share the podcast and articles We appreciate that a great deal. It does help out the website. It helps out the shows on the uh, platform. So we do appreciate it when you share, share, share. Got a lot to talk about tonight. Hope you're all coming off a great Monday here. I'm going to start off with Liz Cheney, who I saw make the rounds on the weekend shows this past weekend. Um, seems like she was on Meet the Press. She was on ABC. Basically, any liberal platform, uh, Liz Cheney was there. And she was on there basically spewing her President Trump hatred and how she feels justified in what she's done and how Donald Trump will never be the Republican nominee again, and she guarantees it. In fact, she said if somehow, some way, President Trump was the nominee in 2024, her and a group of Republicans um, would start their own conservative party and run third party against President Trump. So this is what uh, Liz Cheney is saying. This is where her head and the rest of the rhinos' heads are at. But the thing that's funny to me is Liz Cheney acts like this third Republican Party or a third party, uh, the conservative party, as she put it, would have any support whatsoever, because it seems to me all of the Republican voters, the people that actually vote, are in favor of Donald Trump's America first policies and not so much what the Democrats or what these rhinos are pushing out. I think the American people have lost all trust in uh, your everyday politicians like Liz Cheney. So I just thought it was very interesting. She's actually threatening Donald Trump and Republicans that they'll run against him if uh, he gets the nominee for the Republican Party, which, Rob, I don't know about you, but I don't think that would be a big deal. I don't think someone like Liz Cheney uh, would take many votes away from President Trump because people do not identify uh, with her brand of conservativeness, I guess, if you would call it that. I know her uh, voting record isn't the worst, but we've seen her true colors during this January 6th committee and uh, completely biased. You've never heard her bring up the Democrats and the Russia collusion narrative that they pushed for years, refusing to accept the election. Her and these other rhinos like Adam Kinzinger, Jamie Herrera Butler, act like this is exclusive to President Trump is uh, not accepting the results of the election. And we all know that's not true. I'm just so thankful the voters in these states have done the right thing. We've got rid of Jamie Herrera Butler. We've gotten rid of Liz Cheney. Uh, Adam Kinzinger would have gotten pummeled. He's not even going to run again. So we've gotten rid of him. Uh, It seems like we're cleaning house in these uh, lifelong uh, rhinos like Liz Cheney. Don't know how to handle it. Rob, how are you doing tonight? Andrew, I'm doing great. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And I was listening to what you were saying about Liz Cheney. And I didn't catch her on any of the Sunday programs. I'm sure she enjoys being on there just to get any little bit of attention. But something that you said that I found rather striking is that she said that if Trump becomes the nominee, that she and other Republicans would create another party to go against him, a real conservative party. This is coming from a woman 
who has said that she would be willing to go out in the field and support Democrat candidates to run against certain Republicans. No, just let that sink in. She's saying that she and other Republicans, like-minded Republicans, I guess like Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, I guess Ben Sass also, although he's stepping away from Congress, Adam Kissinger, of course, they'll form their own conservative party to go against Trump. This is a woman who says that she's going to support Democrats, but now she's going to, she's saying that she'll form her own party. <laughs> they should take Liz Cheney, and I'm going to borrow a line from Governor DeSantis, and I've been using it quite a bit. I think I used it uh, or referenced it on last night's show when I was talking about it's time for a Republican Congress to step up and do what the Department of Justice and the FBI won't do. Well, in this instance, barring a line from Governor DeSantis, they need to take Liz Cheney and the others like her and chunk them across the Atlantic Ocean. Where they land, who knows, who cares? You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm Andrew at this point, I'm fed up. And if you guys weren't listening to last night's show, and if you can tell in my voice that I was fed up, I'm going to say it. I am fed up. I've had it. I am sick and tired of these wannabe Republicans, these rhinos, these politicians. We now see who they really are. It's not about party affiliation. It's not about the policies. For them, it's all about power. And we had a guest who came on the show, and he said this earlier on, that he believes that certain Republicans enjoy being in the minority because they're able to fundraise off of it. They like being the outlier. They like being the group that everyone is oppressing us. Jeff Dorn said that. He said, because these, Dornick said it. He said, because these people, they don't care. They just want to be in the minority state and say, oh, woe is me. Look at Mitch McConnell. Why would Mitch McConnell pull money from New Hampshire, a race that we could possibly win, divert the funds from there and send them to Alaska? Felisa Mikowski, who should not be in politics, who should not have that seat that she has. It was just bequeathed to her by her family. I mean, that's corruption in itself. But he wants to help her out because she's my friend. She, she, she's voted with me. Okay, but Mitch, what is she doing for the party? Nothing. Now, I know a lot of people are upset at Trump because Trump is coming out and he's saying, Mitch McConnell, you know, this guy should retire. He's no good. And his wife, uh, Chow Chang or whatever, they're all there. That's racism. No, it's not. Oh, Coco Chow, it's not racism, especially if the mainstream media is calling it racism. It's not racism. They're only saying that because they want you all to latch your wagon onto it and say, oh, yeah, it's racism. But if you were to stop and think, what is racism about that comment compared to what Biden is saying that if you're not black, if you don't vote for him? Exactly right. Just like we said with the Kanye West incident the other night, not everything is anti-Semitic and not everything is racist, despite what this media likes to tell the American people. I'm going to say this. You should be able to criticize or critique the Jewish community without someone saying that it's anti-Semitic. You should be able to critique Black people without someone saying that it's racism. A white person should be able to critique Black people. White people should be able to say, no, but when you come to the neighborhoods, you tear down the neighborhoods. They should be able to say that without someone saying, oh, that's racism. It's true. Other Black people will say the same thing. They should be able to say, all the crime that's been committed has been committed by Black people, Black men be they mentally ill or not. But if you say it, it's, oh, that's racism. What in the hell is racism? Yeah, and that's why here on this show, we're going to stop living by this PC world and these rules that they've tried to come down on for us. If something uh, comes out, a black politician says, we're going to call it out. If a Jewish politician says it, we're going to call it out. Um, it doesn't matter here. We're going to treat everyone 
the way that they should be treated and not make exceptions for anybody because of their race or their ethnicity. Absolutely. We have to call it out. And as I said on last night's show, I am sick and tired of it. I don't care who you are, what group you're with, how you identify. If it's wrong, I'm going to call it out. I don't care if you're with the LGBTQB, ABC, we're calling it out. We have had members of that group, real members of the group, not fake members, who have come on our show and said the exact thing. They have denounced that group. They have denounced the radicals, just like the radicals in the Democrat Party. They have been denounced. It is time that we denounce all of this nonsense. It is time we denounce it. You know, Andrew, when I came on, when we were doing the pre-work, I had said to you that I wanted to title the show, Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And it's a throwback to Bill Clinton's gay policy with Don't Ask, Don't Tell You in the military. But now that you open, your, open the show up with what you're talking about with Liz Cheney, I've had a change of heart. And I think I want to title the show, It's Time to Denounce All Radicalization. It's time to denounce the Democrats. It's time to time to denounce their hold on identity politics. It's time to denounce them saying that everything is about racism and we know that it's not, but they do it because they know if they throw that race card out there, it shuts everything down. But thank God Trump never fell for it. Thank God we have Carrie Lake. I don't know if you guys have been watching her, but she is the blueprint of what Republicans should be doing when it's time to get out there and fight. I wish her all the success in the world. I mean, this woman is like knocking it a home run. And of course the media don't like her. She's racist. She's this, she's that. Whereas the person who she's running against Andrew is the secretary of state for Arizona. She's running for governor. She controls the votes. And you know what I heard? That there were ballots that were mailed out erroneously missing information. Keep your eyes on Arizona. I don't trust it. I don't trust any of these political people at the top. And as I said on last night's show, it is time for a Republican Congress to come out and do what the Department of Justice and the FBI want do, because the Department of Justice is supposed to uphold the law. They're supposed to say, here's a law that has been passed, but they're not doing it. They're running all around it. The FBI, as opposed to arresting the criminal, they're looking for crimes. They're looking to see if there's a problem. Yeah, Carrie Lake is a spitfire. I'm a big fan of her so far and everything that she has done. But I'm just like you. I've got big questions about Arizona. It was a disaster during the 2020 election. And uh, I'm not so sure that they fixed their problems over there, the amount of fraud that happened in that state. Uh, We know about the Maricopa County recounts and um, all the other controversies that came out of it. But uh, I'm with you on Carrie Lake. She is a future star. And I like Carrie Lake so much. I could even see a scenario in which uh, President Trump would pick her as his vice president um, in 2024. I think she's that good and has that much potential to be a big player in the future. I think that anyone who runs for the presidency in 2024 should look to pick her as the VP. No, right. I don't know if she's a larger than life character. She would uh, glow too much. So the person who she's running with would have to have a rather larger than life character because she does suck up all of the energy. Yeah, out of her the room. 
her media experience seems to be playing dividends because she knows exactly how to handle and deal with these people. Whenever she gets a stupid question, she just turns it right around on the reporter and makes them look like a total moron. I mean, I read an article the other day saying that President Trump is considering uh, majorly Taylor Green uh, for vice president in 2024. But I think uh, Carrie Lake might be an even better selection. Oh, yeah, she is. She, she's phenomenal. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I like her, but I think we need to keep her. I mean, there are different roles for different people, and people have to understand their lanes. And I think that for Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think that she would do well just staying put to keep all the others honest. Now, we've had our conversations about Kevin McCarthy, and I'm not going to change my position. It's time to denounce a lot of the silliness that's in the Republican Party as well. I said that it's time to denounce the Democrats. We need to do a lot of denunciation. Because a lot of people that are in positions that they should not be in, there are a lot of people that are angling and they're eyeing different positions. And if you're going to take a position and then you're going to stand still and you're not going to allow the, for us to move forward with our agenda, then you don't need to be in that position. And one of the agendas that needs to take place, as I said on last night's show, is that we need the Republicans need to do what the Department of Justice and the FBI want to do. And they should immediately immediately move to impeach, not Joe Biden, because as far as I'm concerned right now, he's lightweight. After his performance from last week, when he had that reporter, Jonathan Capehart, to toss him nothing but softball questions, we all know that it is evident that the man is challenged. We need to remove Merrick Garland. We need to remove Christopher Wray. We need to defund the FBI. We need to defund the Department of Justice. And if we want to do something with Biden, demand, demand that he takes a cognitive test. That is something that the right-wing media can do every day is to talk about it. He needs a cognitive test. He needs a cognitive test. Every reporter out there should be saying this nonstop, the same way they kept saying, what is wrong with Trump? What is, and they knew nothing was wrong with them. And when we know, we, we see that from John Durham, who unfortunately lost all of his cases, but the truth came out and we were able to see the documents for ourselves. Okay, so every day they should be sounding the alarms. We need a cognitive test. And if Congress has it within their power to force him to get one, then they should do it. And that is the right thing to do. He needs a cognitive test. And even if they don't remove him from office, Andrew, even if he stays, we will know that this man is a threat to democracy. It is time to denounce all of this nonsense that these people have been telling us, all of these lies, because makes absolutely no sense. The denunciation must start immediately. So when they take over, this is what they should do. It should be like clockwork. We need to do this, that, and the other thing. There should be no in-betweens. There should be no, well, we can't do this. And I don't want to hear, I'm going to denounce this statement right now that, well, you know, the American people, they can't stomach the two parties fighting. I'm sorry, American people, because there's a little bit more fight that we need to get done because we need to turn this thing upside down because the media, the media has been successful in destroying America. Now, I read somewhere the other day that they said that 84% of Americans feel that the media is a threat to our democracy. 71% of America feel that democracy is under threat. Now, think about this. The media is constantly saying that it's the right. It's the right. They're doing this. They're doing that. Okay, but you guys got Liz Cheney. Are you including her in on it? Someone should put a mic before Liz's mouth and say, Liz, now, you said that you're going to support Democrats, but they're saying that you are a threat to democracy. What are your thoughts on that? But see, they won't ask her that because they want to give her cover. 
but put the mic in front of her and say, Liz, can you please answer that? Uh, what's it got? Mitt Romney, can you answer that? And where's Mitt Romney? He's hiding. He won't endorse the candidate in Utah. Refuses to endorse, endorse him. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. But yet and still, he says he's a Republican. Yeah. They should I, get him out of office. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it when Mitt Romney's in hiding because we don't have to hear what comes out of his mouth if that's the case. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. You won't endorse his fellow Republican in Utah. And you know, Rob, I'm a sports fan. It's definitely sports season. So I was looking for a way to uh, listen to my sports games while I'm at work. And this guy I work with told me about TuneIn Radio. So I downloaded TuneIn Radio on my phone. It's a great app. It's got tons of radio stations. But I just happened to be like, okay, I'll type in America Out Loud. Let's see if our show's on this uh, app. Well, I typed in America Out Loud. And what do you know? The show pops right up. All the America Out Loud podcasts. You just click it, subscribe. And uh, you've had all of our most recent shows on there. When I say no matter what platform you're on, make sure you check and see if you're subscribed to America Out Loud. I mean it. We are on all these uh, audio platforms platforms and uh, really spreading the message and making things happen. So we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, no matter what app you're using, please like and subscribe. We always appreciate that a great deal. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel. We're available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best. Freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America out loud. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. 
So yeah, Andrew, like you were saying, these Democrats and uh, the, the lies that they tell, and coupled with people in the Republican Party, like Liz Cheney, saying that she's going to form another party, and you know Mitt Romney, like you said, you kind of like when he's hiding, but the fact that he won't endorse Mike Lee, it, it, I mean, it gives you reason to pause and like, well, who is Mitt Romney? It's time for us to denounce him. If he would rather Evan McMullen, who's clearly a Democrat, he's a Democrat, let's just admit it, and I said this last night, he's a Democrat. If he's willing to let Mike Lee fall for Evan McMullen, uh, or as you would say, Mr. McMuffin, uh, we have no need for Mitt Romney. Is it possible Mitt Romney knows that he is so unpopular that maybe he believes that an endorsement from him would be harmful for a Republican candidate? I mean, to give him the benefit of the doubt, I mean, this guy's approval rating was like a 20-something percent in his own state of Utah. So uh, I think he might be doing uh, Mike Lee a favor by not endorsing him. Well, he's probably doing him a favor uh unknowingly, but I think that he, he's trying to send out a message. He clearly does not like Mike Lee because I think Mike Lee came out and spoke against him when uh, this whole Black Lives, Black Lives Matter march, when Mick Ryan was out there marching with them. The Republic, like I said, we said this before, never underestimate Republicans' abilities to blow things up. And clearly you have some within the party that are trying to blow things up. Look at Ben Sass. Ben Sass has decided, okay, I'm going to step down. I don't care what happens to my seat. I'm going to become the president of uh, Georgia, uh, Florida Tech, or some college in Florida. Okay. Now, you think he's doing the admirable thing. Now, I'm glad he's stepping down because he's not needed. He went on The View and trashed Trump just to promote a book. So I'm glad they're getting rid of him. But now he's going, thinking, I'm going to go to Florida and they're going to embrace me. And now they don't want him. And it's like, see, this is what happens when these Republicans try to ingratiate themselves with Democrats. You can't do it. No, I'm not saying be disrespectful, but you got to let them know we're not yielding on our principle or our policies. We're not going to yield. Why should we? You either accept us for who we are or don't accept us at all. We're not yielding. You guys had an opportunity as you thought to change things, make things better, like they, they build back better. You have torn down everything. When Trump left office, let's just be honest. We don't have an honest media to say this. So a lot of people don't know it. And I'm serious about this. There are a lot of people completely oblivious Okay, I just got a news flash. GOP, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to that oblivious to not knowing what's happening, but I just got a new news flash. GOP won't impeach if Republicans take control, won't McCarthy. Okay, see, this is important because we were talking about this, Andrew. So I want to see what they're saying that he won't impeach, but they're saying that, oh, come on, it won't come up. They're saying that if they want impeach something, probably that they want to impeach Merrick Garland, they want to impeach the FBI. Okay. That's a sign to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. Plain and simple. Like I said, I'm going to denounce right. all these people. Right. And as we were mentioning earlier, Major League Taylor Green, okay, maybe vice president's not cut out for her, but I think uh, Speaker of the House is cut out for her. Oh. If, we, if we could get a new wave of these Republicans, you know, like the Joe Kents of the world to come in and uh, vote for someone else, I think Major League Taylor Green would be a great one. Uh, maybe we could get rid of uh, Kevin McCarthy and uh, Mitch McConnell. That would be best case scenario for uh, November 2000. 
2022, if you ask me, if we could take back the House and Senate and get rid of McCarthy and McConnell in their leadership position, it seems like we're dreaming at this point, though, because uh, the establishment always seems to win out somehow. Yeah, I was trying to see if I can get this or get this to come up uh, on the impeachment who prevail. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. But back to my thought, I was saying that a lot of people are completely unaware as to what the Democrats have done to our country. They're unaware that under Trump, we had good times. Now, because they're focusing on COVID. Well, COVID, he didn't take it seriously. And now when, we, when you look back on it, 2020, hindsight being 2020, you look at it, you're like, wait a minute. What was there exactly to take serious about it? He didn't want to come out and scare the American people and say, oh, it's doom and gloom. So he was like, no, it's just like the flu. And we now know it's like the flu. We now know that, you know, people will get it and people will get better. He gave us the vaccine that we now thinking we don't want to take it because it's not good. But he fulfilled his commitment, okay, because they said we needed a vaccine to open things up. So what did he do? He said, then I will get you a vaccine. And as soon as they got the vaccine, they poo-pooed on the vaccine. No, we can't take the vaccine. We still need to stay shut down. A lot of people are completely unaware as to the things that transpire. And you know why? Because we have a dishonest media. And that is the reason why 84% of Americans feel that the media is a threat to democracy. 71% of Americans believe that democracy is under threat by the liberal media. And we want to just be clear. It's the liberal media. I find it interesting how all any Republican candidate that's running, they attack them and say that they're extremists. Okay, what's so extreme about wanting to protect our borders? What's so extremist about saying that children are the responsibility of the parent, not the government? What's so extreme about saying we don't want our kids learning about sex education at the tender age of pre-K? What's so extremist about saying kids should not be allowed to have transgender surgery? What's so extremist about saying that men who say that they're women should not be participating in girls' sports when we have Title IX that was designed for women to have sports? What's so extremist about that compared to a party that wants to murder babies? Now, they said abortion should be rare and safe. But I don't understand having a baby, you're on the table, you have a baby, and you're like, mm, I don't want it. Okay, we'll make it comfortable, and then we'll do away with it. But you don't think that's extreme? You don't think that it's extreme to say that kids, they go to school, and then when they go to the guidance counselor to say, hey, I'm not feeling right, I'm, you know, I'm confused. And then the first thing the guidance counselor will say is, well, maybe you are a boy, maybe you're a girl. We all know we've gone through puberty. Some of us, I think, are still going through it. But we all know emotions are high and people, you're all over the place and you're like trying to figure it all out. And what's so extreme is about calling out that a lot of these guidance counselors are swingers. I'm a, I'm a, a bisexual this day. I'm a non-binary this day. I'm a morphiacy this day. I'm a that this day. They're the ones who are giving our kids counseling. What's so extremist about, extremist about calling that out? What's so extremist about saying we don't want these kinds of books in our library? And you know, now, Andrew, you have the Muslim community, which is a huge community in Dearborn, Michigan. They're now coming out and denouncing a lot of this. And you know what? 
You got these white woke liberals, lily white woke liberals, elitist, that are telling the Muslims, well, you're trying to side with Christianity. Don't side with Christianity because they don't like you. Like what? Now, these are the people that are extreme with their ideas. Oh, and I read something funny the other day, Andrew, the uh, representative, I don't know where she's from, Cori Bush, and it doesn't matter because she's insignificant anyway, but she, she also said that she had an abortion and she's happy about it. But she wrote a book and I don't think she sold 100,000 copies. But this is the same woman who said that my black body needs to be protected. Honey, ain't nobody after your black body, but the FBI or the, or the police because you probably haven't paid your bills. <laughs> I mean, let's just get real. Like I said, I'm, I'm sick and tired of playing with these people. We have played with them far too long. It is time to denounce them. It is time to call them out for who they really are because they have destroyed the sanctity of our society. They have destroyed what symbolists of safety that we thought we had. You look at these knuckleheads, uh, this guy Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin, who wants to turn out all the prisoners, violent criminals from the prison system. John Fetterman wants to do the same thing. What is the purpose? Why would you want to release violent criminals on law-abiding citizens? And why would law-abiding citizens support these policies? Well, the only reason why I think they're supporting those policies, Andrew, is because the media is telling them, this is who you support. These people are good. You look at Kathy Hochul here in New York City. Now, they're saying that Lee Zeldin was in distance of overcoming or surpassing her as far as the votes. And I, I always find this interesting because votes haven't been cast, but they're doing some type of polling. And I've never been one to trust polls. I'm like, because if the votes aren't there, the people haven't made the votes, how do you know they're going to vote that way? Because people will lie. Agreed. But, but I think the difference is that when Republican pollsters are doing the polling, they know how to ask the question whereby it's not a question that Democrats like a CNN poll might say, you hate Trump, right? So you're not going to vote for him. Yeah, that's right. So that, that's how their polling goes. And by the, by the way, Trump isn't even on the ballot. But yet and still, you got Joe Biden still talking about Trump and the extremists and that mega crowd. Barack Obama's on the, on, is on the campaign trail this week, will be for the next two weeks trying to rally the Democrats and tell them, oh, well, you know what, Trump, and look at what he did to me, and they're going to have Michelle Obama out. I never saw Michelle Obama as presidential material. I never felt that she could run and would win. And if she did run, she would play the race card so that you couldn't attack her. I mean, that's what they do. And I, I find it interesting. Because I mean, I'm like I said, I'm denouncing all these myths and lies that Pete Buttigieg, they now have him out there. They're trying to push him out there. And they're saying that, oh, a lot of candidates want Pete to come and campaign with them. Why? What for? What has he done besides being a failed mayor of South Bend, Indiana? What exactly has he done other than the fact that he's a gay man? What has he done? He hasn't done anything for supply chain. He's supposed to be the secretary of transportation, but he hasn't done anything. We still have a shortage with baby formula. 
we still have this pile up at our ports. So what exactly has he done other than the fact that he'll say, I'm a gay man. If you don't vote for me, you're a homophobe. It's time to denounce all that. It's time to denounce it. And let's just be honest. Black people, black men will not vote for it. Now, notice I said black men. I didn't say these men who think I'm a woman this day, I'm a this. No, uh, black men will not support a gay candidate, Pete Buttigieg. Now, the media won't tell you that because the media is busy trying to denigrate the black man. The media is busy trying to destroy the black man. And I don't want to just say black man, white men won't support Buttigieg, and Muslim men sure as hell aren't going to support him, but they're not going to tell you that. They want you to think that we're all sitting in this little sandbox saying, kumbaya, but they're not going to support it. And it's not because they're homophobes. It has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the policies. We don't agree with your lifestyle. We don't agree with the policies that you want to put out there. Now, if you want to live that way, that's you. But you can't force that on us and want to bring it into our schools and tell our skills, you got to accept us. It just ain't going to happen. Now, Black women, they've been deceived. They've been fed this uh, plethora of lies. So yeah, they'll vote for anything right now. Now, I just want to put a caveat on that. Those are the foolish Democrat woke Black women. But the conservative Black women, they ain't down with that. They see what they're doing to the country. But see, they will play to a base that's weak, vulnerable, selling them a book of lies. That is a reason why Barack Obama and oh, and uh, Biden, they're constantly saying, Black women, you're doing this and you're doing that because they want their vote. They just want their vote and that's it. And they're so easy to deceive that they'll fall for it. A lot of women are like that. Now, again, there are conservative women that are strong. There are some strong, uh, I, I guess, uh, liberal women that are out there also. But they know how to play to the base, those that are weak. And it is up to us to denounce this at every chance we get. And by denouncing it, as I said before, Andrew, that does not make you a homophobe. It does not make you a racist. It does not make you an anti-Semite. It does not make you anti-xenophobe. It, it, none of that that they have told us for the past four years plus. It does not. So stop feeling like it does because it doesn't. Now, I know that a lot of our jobs are contingent upon this, and we have to just play along just to fit along, just to keep our livelihood, and it shouldn't be that way. And that's where the court should be coming in and saying, uh-uh, they can have a different opinion, and you can't fire them. But we have these radical judges, radical judges that were like sitting over Michael Sussman's case and Dan Chokfu's case that are so willing to bend the knee to the Democrat Party. And that is the reason why Republican, a Republican Congress must do what our Department of Justice and FBI won't do and denounce all of this nonsense, denounce it and call it out. Because that is the only way this country can move forward. It is the only way we can make America great again. I watched Trump's rally this past weekend and he was on fire. And Andrew, awesome. it's just amazing. Did you see the rally? I saw no, some of it. Yeah, I text you. I had forgotten about it. But it was, it, 
just for our listeners will know, I'm suffering from, uh, I, I guess, this hangering cough. So if my voice sounds different, if you hear me slurping, I'm drinking tea. Okay, so that's the deal here. No, I don't have COVID. And if I do have COVID, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not going out and get tested. Why? It's just to give them more numbers? Oh, and I heard that. Uh, what's her name? The head of the CDC. She just got COVID. And she's been vaxxed up. The head of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky. Yeah, that's her name, Rochelle Walensky. She has COVID. Uh, my brother-in-law has COVID, as I was telling Andrew. Oh, and, and, and here's the other thing. Now the CDC is saying that they want to, like, they voted to say that kids entering school should have to take the COVID vaccine. I, mean, I might have touched this yesterday. Why? Why do they need the vaccine? No one can tell us. No one is looking at the numbers as to the people that are dying. But it just looks good. It's time to denounce all that nonsense. Andrew, I mean, I, I pray to God that when we take over both houses, and then we're going to talk about this on the other side of the break when we take over, because I, I don't know. I'm going to kind of got butterflies in my stomach, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side of the break, Andrew. Yeah, we need big changes. But if you're looking to make some big changes for your health, if you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You could go to HealthyCell.com. It costs nothing to go to the website, check out the products, read the reviews, and you can now save 25% off your first order with the code out loud. So go to healthycell.com, find whatever product looks great for you, and you can save 25% off with the promo code out loud. Thank you to Healthy Cell. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Hey folks, the last half of the show, and uh, as we started off saying, we're talking about denouncing all the politics from the left, even denouncing some of the shenanigans of the right if they're not doing the right thing. And as I said, some news flash popped up that Kevin McCarthy is saying that we're not going to impeach. Maybe he's just saying that to keep the natives from being restless. 
But this is one native that's saying, you better hit the ground and saying, these are the people that we're going to impeach. Like I said, we could take Biden off the chopping block. I don't care. We all know now that the man is cognitively challenged. He's challenged. I mean, the media has played this game long enough. And I'm, I'm Andrew, I'm through. I, we can't rely on them. You shouldn't rely on them. You should rely, of course, on After Dark with Robin Andrew. And if you want us to cover something, just, you know, send us an email or whatnot. But we cannot rely on the likes, the likes of CNN, MSNBC, or uh, Washington Post and New York Times. Now, have you guys heard this new thing that Howard, what is the guy's name, who was over uh, the Nixon tapes? He's now getting ready to release his conversations with President Trump. What Howard, what, uh, what, what, Bob Woodward, Bob Woodward, he's getting ready to release tapes of his conversations with Trump. And he says, there's over 17 Great. hours. Okay, here's my thing. If there's anything that was there that was of significance, why didn't you just release it when he was in office? You can say, we need to impeach him because of, he said this, or he said that. Yeah, he would have. The same thing with Maggie Haberman, with her book. It's the best tell-all book that's out there. Now, mind you, there's only one book out there about Joe Biden. One book. One book. Only one book. They're still writing about Trump. They'll be writing about Trump because they know they can get make their it's 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 food fodder for their base. And they know that their base will buy it. Go ahead. I don't understand why these politicians give this Woodward guy the time of day. If this guy showed up on my color ID, I'd hit in call right away. I mean, I don't understand why they want to talk to this guy because he does. He writes these hit jobs about these politicians. He comes in and acts like he's buddy, buddy, best friends with him. Next thing you know, he'll release a book that's a total hit job to try and yep. uh, profit for himself. You mean to tell me this is the best we've got as far as journalists? Even the his book, right. A Few Good Man, what that he and his, his compatriot wrote, and it became a bestseller, and they said it brought down the Nixon White House. It didn't necessarily bring down the Nixon White House because the book in itself, albeit celebrated by the mainstream media, there are a lot of flaws with that book. There's a lot of things that took place that actually didn't happen. Okay, so uh, you, you have to take a lot of this with a grain of salt. And as I said on last night's show, if you're in journalism school right now, please stop consider another school, consider another profession, because you don't need to spend four years at a university or a college to get a journalism degree. I have a journalism degree. I don't feel good in saying that. There are a lot of people that are going to Columbia and Yale and all these other places to get masters in communication. What for? A master's in journalism. What for? You don't need it. You could just make the stuff up. And if you're with the right party, they're going to celebrate it. Look at all those Pulitzer Prizes that the New York Times and the Washington Post got for covering the Trump-Russia collusion. And it was all a bunch of lies. And no one has come back to say, we got to rescind those awards. we got to take them back. Because it was nothing but a bunch of lies. No one's taking it back. And right now, I bet they're in journalism school talking about this. I reached out to one of my journalism instructors when I was in school and I was, you know, trying to engage her in a conversation about this, you know, and I said, you know, what's going on? What are the conversations that you guys are having? And I could tell, and I mean, and I liked her and I could tell that she was kind of reluctant to respond. I'm like, mm, this is interesting. 
because it's all part of a cabal. Because what you see right now, when I was in journalism school, we were told not to do it. We were told not to make ourselves part of the story. We were told to be truthful and accurate. We were told not to be biased, not to sway one side or the other. If you have a personal belief, you don't say it. But night after night, you turn on CNN, you turn on MSNBC, you read the Washington Post, you read the New York Times, and they are telling you, you vote for this candidate and not for that candidate, because right. this candidate, that candidate is a racist. They're an extremist. And during the first block of the show, I went through and I said, these are the things that they're saying are extremist. Yeah. And you're also taught as a journalist, from what I've heard, that you're not supposed to accept gifts from people that you're reporting on. And you see a lot of these um, liberal journalists, they'll be at the same dinners uh, as a lot of these Democrat politicians. They don't even try and hide their bias anymore. Um, so, yeah, it's just a sad state of the journalism here in the United States of America. Yeah, look at David Jurgen. He went on a vacation with George Clooney. I guess he had a hard on for George Clooney. He thought, oh, this will be nice. This will be neat. And then he wrote about it. I'm like, but you're not supposed to be in that circle. You look at Anderson Cooper on this show with his uh, bestie, the uh, what is the show? The Hollywood Wives and uh, the Famous Wives of This and That is on Bravo. He and Andy Cohen, that's the guy's name, Andy Cohen. Every so often, Anderson Cooper will pop up on that. Every so often, he will pop up on not the David Letterman show, <coughs> excuse me, but it's one of those talk shows. He'll pop up on it. He's trying to talk about the news. I'm like, are you serious? We don't, we're not supposed to even see you. You're supposed to be a nameless face or a faceless name that we don't know. We just see what you're saying. I, I, I chuckle when I see Joe Scarborough. A lot of times he's out and he's talking and he's saying stuff. And for some reason, you know, the media, they love him. They used to hate him. Hey, Mika Brzezinski. Uh, she wears a pants in that house. I'll tell you that right now. But, uh, oh, and by the way, they were colleagues, both married. And then somehow they got together. And then they were married. It looks like there was an affair that was taking place. But she's a staunch Democrat because her dad was uh, a Democrat. He was the, I think, the, uh, he was in the, the Carter White House. But that's neither here or there. It's just the fact that the two of them got together knocking the boots. And now he comes out and he's supposed to be the authoritarian on what a Republican is and what a Republican isn't. J Joe Scarborough. Now, and these people will go out. They have not supported anyone on the right. It's all the people on the left. Oh, he's good. He's this. He's that. So why are you even in the Republican Party? It's time to denounce them. And like I said, denouncing them does not mean that you're a bad person. It means that you're smart. It means that you, you're saying, hey, enough is enough. We see what's happening here and we don't like it. Right. We and that don't leads like me, it. That takes us right back to my rant at the beginning of the show. These people like Liz Cheney, like Joe Scarborough, uh, Mitt Romney. I think they've got a false sense of support because they think that the American people are that there's a significant portion of the American people who are behind them and stand by their policies and them being rhinos. But I don't think that's the case. I don't think someone like Liz Cheney in a national election is going to draw Republican votes. She might get a few uh, Democrat votes, but Republican voters, I think they see right through uh, these rhinos and what's going on with the establishment. Right. So um, the way 
just going back to her, so if that is the case, why would she even try to create another party? Just denounce being a Republican and say that you are a Democrat, a conservative Democrat, a blue dog Democrat even. Just because if you're going to go out on the campaign trail and you're going to support Democrat candidates, you're in essence, you're saying you support their policies. Because you can't say, well, I'm going to support this person in name only without attaching yourself to the policies. And then you're going to attack Republicans. Yeah, she's so, so, she's so bitter and angry that she got voted out of office. She's willing to take anyone that she can down with her uh, in a burst of flames just because she has nothing to lose at this point. She just wants to remain relevant at all costs. They did the right thing in getting rid of her. They did the right thing. They also need to get rid of Lisa Murkowski. I mean, it's time for us to start denouncing these people and just saying, hey, you don't belong in this party. It's time for you to get out. You know, and, and I read somewhere that Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying that when they take control of the House, that Kevin McCarthy better had better give her a really good chairmanship. And he should. And he had better. But I, for one, don't want him in that position. I mean, I hope that Republicans are strong enough to say, no, you know, you served us well, but we're at a crossroads, as John, the dummy John Kasich would say. And where is John Kasich? Shh, don't say anything because we don't want him to come out with his craziness. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't want him to come out. Yeah. But sir, in all fairness, seriously, probably on CNN. Yeah. We need for them to say we're at a crossroads. Kevin, you've served us well. You brought us to this point. But we need new leadership. We need new blood. We forgave your of your indiscretions when you were attacking Trump on Jan 6 without having all the facts. But because of that, and not that in itself, but because you could not judiciously see through what was happening, because you allowed your opinions to be clouded, or is it that what's in the heart came out and you were immediately ready to condemn him? And not knowing that he was completely unaware as to what was happening. And then you have all these stories where people saying, oh, well, he was sitting there watching it on TV. He was doing this. He was doing that. He, too, was at the ellipse. Hey, Andrew, you know that other guy? I can't. uh, Oh, gosh. Ollie. You know, he was supposed to testify Mm -hmm. before the Jan 6. And I think he did behind closed doors. But I guess what he had to say wasn't relevant. Mm -hmm. Because you, you think about it. He hasn't said nothing. No one has said anything about him. Right. They they made a big stink that he was going to testify because he was in hiding. And then all at once, boom, radio silent. So I guess what he had to say didn't kick the ball down the field. Yeah, we'd still like to get him on the show at some point and get his uh, commentary. If he's out there listening, uh, please reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. I mean, maybe if uh, when uh, what's his name? (coughs) Excuse me. Elon Musk, if he's successful in uh, completing, sealing the deal with Twitter, I mean, I don't know how this is going to happen. I I guess if he does it, I guess he'll just open up the spigot and allow people who were kicked off to come back on. But even with that, look at the Department of Justice and the communications, uh, the FEC, they're planning on investigating uh, Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk is saying, oh, he did something. We don't think he should be able to uh, we, we've got to look at this deal. We've got to look at it. Again, the Department of Justice 
at play. Yeah, Miss and you know, Rob, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been talking about Kevin McCarthy, and I do dislike uh, Kevin McCarthy a great deal, but at least he does talk a pretty good game. But on the Senate side, our leader, Mitch McConnell, he doesn't even talk the talk. I mean, this guy is just a flat out rhino. He doesn't talk the talk or walk the walk. Uh, Mitch McConnell is who I feel is even worse than Kevin McCarthy. And I'd love nothing more to see him go. I mean, the guy's, what, 80 years old. He can't have much longer left. But it seems like he's one of these lifetime politicians that'll never leave on his own. And here we've got him at the head of the Senate. I mean, that's just pathetic that that's the best we've got to lead the Senate. I don't think so. Uh, I'd love nothing more than to see uh, Mitch McConnell uh, be replaced, even more so than Kevin McCarthy. No, he's not the best that we have. We have others. But like I said, a lot of them are afraid to speak out. They're afraid of retribution. They're afraid because look at what he did. He moved campaign funds from New Hampshire to Alaska because he wants Lisa Murkowski. He is trying to solidify his base. So while we don't see it, there are probably people there that support him. So he probably feels that I need her there also to support me. We need to denounce his old butt, kick him out, allow him to go with Elaine Chow, Coco Chow, and they can, you know, go and retire and live peacefully ever after. And here's the thing that I don't think he remembers with Black Lives Matter, how they came to his front door and threatened him, threatened him. And Trump had to make certain that they had security. And now look at what he's going to do to Trump. See, he never really liked Trump. He's just like, well, I'll stomach him. I'll make certain that I get the right uh, federal judges in office, but I'll just stomach him because before long, this will all be done. I wouldn't all be surprised if there was a lot of dealing and wheeling behind the scene with these uh, Democrats and yeah. Republicans. I wouldn't all be surprised. Yeah. And you know who Kevin McCarthy reminds me of? He reminds me of a Lindsey Graham. Like I said, he can talk the talk. You listen to Kevin McCarthy and you're like, man, if he got done half of what he says he's going to get done, he would be great. But unfortunately, he doesn't get it done. Uh, he's just a lot of hot air coming out of his mouth. Yeah, a lot of hot air. I mean, and we have to accept, like I said, the same way we're going to denounce the left, we have to denounce those uh, rhinos in our party that have not done anything but stifle the growth, stifle the foundation of the party. Now, you look at Jim Jordan, who came out of uh, the Tea Party. Okay, well, now he can say that I'm a true Republican. And if we can get people like him, I don't know if he has administrative background to... Uh, shoulder such a huge responsibility, but there are those that are coming in that have the back, they don't have the interworkings of Congress, but on the outside, they have the background. Hey, and for what is worth, Andrew, and I've said this a dozen times, in order to be the Speaker of the House, according to the rules, you don't have to be in Congress. You can get someone from off the street. Bring back uh, Newt Gingrich. Let him come in, let him train someone, and then once they're trained, then he can step aside. Better yet, bring in Donald Trump. I mean, we don't I mean Trump is, I guess he's, he's hinting that he might run again in 2024. But if he doesn't, I would be OK with that now. I would be I, I've never said this, but if he decides not to run, I would be OK with that because he would still be a spoiler. He would still have control of the party. And if they want to make him Speaker of the House, I would be okay with that. And I guess what I want, I'm trying to get at is that I want to avert any inner fightings and bloodbaths 
that would come out of a race for 2024. We can't afford it. We don't need it. The media wants it because they want to bloody up the candidate. So yeah, that when, it, the candidate, when the, the final candidate is chosen, that person is like completely bruised. Go ahead. Yeah, and you better believe there's an agenda on a lot of these rhino Republicans that are desperate for President Trump not to be the Republican candidate. I sent you an article last week with uh, Paul Ryan coming out and saying <laughs> that anybody that the Republicans put up against the Democrats will win in 2024, except Donald Trump. That's the way Paul Ryan looks at it. So, right. Well, they're, uh, well, they're putting that, they're putting that out there right now, so that Republicans can start saying, "Oh, we got some doubt. Maybe he can't." But you got to remember, Paul Ryan is a Republican. Mm-hmm. Paul Ryan was putting pressure on Fox to call Arizona before his time because he has stock in uh, News Corp. So you got to you, again, you've got to open up your eyes and start denouncing these people and realize these are the sides that they're taking. Can we believe them? He says he's a Republican. Yeah. But when at the, at the end of the day, when you're looking at the policies and what really counts, and if they're going to support the party, some of them won't, they will not. And we have to denounce them, Andrew. Yeah, very well said. This hour flew right by. Thank you all for taking the time and joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is on America Out Loud, available on iHeartRadio. Tune in. Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream, please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can go to americaoutloud.com for 24-7 talk radio and a full archive of podcasts and articles updated daily. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.